50% overall from the field, but he was also 50% from three. He's five to ten. I know you're out there. It's okay. Stand back there. <laughs> no, more than likely, you're going to get that number one seed. And so I want he to be ranked in number one in the eight. Welcome in, welcome in to uh, another episode of Let's Rage Cougs presented by the Saxonian family. We are coming off the heels of non-conference play officially done for the Houston Cougars men's basketball team, number three ranked Houston, that is. And they finished a perfect 13-0, wrapping up their non-conference slate with a dominating 81-42 victory over Penn and Quite frankly, the score, 81-42, it, it seems a lot closer than it actually was, most definitely when it comes to that first half where it just looked like Houston flat out was dominating. It was just lopsided at times. Penn looked bamboozled in this contest, specifically in that first half where, I mean, on offense, it just seemed like they did they didn't know um, what they were supposed to be doing. A lot of turnovers for Penn in that first half. Um, when we look at it from the Houston perspective, it was LJ Cryer that led the way with scoring. He had 16 points. Jamal Shedd not too far behind him with 14 points. And it was JoJo Tugler in his first career, collegiate career start who had 13 points, seven rebounds. Again, an all-out dominating performance for Houston in their final non-conference slate. They begin their inaugural Big 12 conference play um, a week from today, January 6th, against West Virginia. But let's focus on this game against Penn first. Joining me, Chris Gardner of the Houston Roundball Review. Chris, how you doing, sir? Doing okay, Andy. How are you? And welcome to everybody who's tuning in. I'm doing great. We are both from the Fertitta Center, so kind of a little bit of a throwback. It's been a while since we've been able to do a show where we're both here live at the Fertitta Center. And, of course, like you said, Chris, we want to welcome in Big Jack 512, Wanda Polk, Justin Singleton, uh, Big Jack, absolutely. So let's rage. Let's get into it. Of course, this is Let's Rage Cooks presented by the Saxonian family. Uh, Takeaways from this lopsided game, I think, uh, obviously the most noteworthy. I think it, it was kind of interesting to hear Calvin Sampson's comments after the game as well. But no Jawan Roberts in this game. That's the reason why JoJo Tugler started. Calvin Sampson said that he did not even ask um, Jawan Roberts if he was going to be good to play in this game. He said he felt he needed a rest. Didn't even bother to, to ask. But I, I say it was interesting because... Maybe I'm just reading too much into it, Chris, but did, did Kelvin seem a little bit cryptic on the, in terms of the it, status of Jawan Roberts? Seemed like, it seemed like through Coach's words that Juan is going to miss some time. That's what, yeah. I, that's what I thought. <laughs> so, I agree. We'll see. He kind of hinted at, you know, he said how the team looked. He referenced the um, Cougars, you know, not having Jairus, today's game, not having Jairus Walker, Marcus Sasser, Jamal Mark, and Juan Roberts. That's four starters. Yeah, you know, I picked that up. I picked that up. And and, and then he, he said, you know, I'm looking forward to seeing how this team does the next 30 days. And I was like, is Coach trying to tell us that Juan is going to miss more time than just today? So I was kind of strange, but we don't know. We'll Juan was in his warm-up pants before the game, helping his teammates, you know, shoot, practice shots, things like that. We'll see. I mean, next game is next Saturday. Open up Big 12 play home against West Virginia. He wasn't needed today. He was missed, but he wasn't needed today. And the Cougs jumped out to an 18-zip lead and never looked back. I want to bring up this comment by Raul HD, which I, I think it might be the first time he's commented on the show. He said like, he thought Penn would be a challenge going into it. 
but he was 100% wrong. Uh, to be honest, Chris, I was a little bit surprised with how lopsided. I was a little bit surprised, but then when you think about it, the nine days off that the Houston Cougars were um, got from rest when it came to not in between games and, and having their last few days to being able to practice and hunker down. Um, I was surprised it wasn't as competitive as it was in that first half. But when you think about it, Houston was really well prepared for this outing. Um, were you surprised by the outcome of it, especially in that first half? Penn missed. They shot a whole bunch of threes. They made one two-point basket in the first half. Majority of their shots were threes. They missed them. When they weren't missing threes, they were turning it over way more than their shot attempts. So that was a problem. But Penn battled Kentucky earlier this season. But Kentucky's defense is not like Houston's defense, so it's different. You know, we've said in numerous shows, numerous editions of Less Rage Cougs, preparing for it in practice for the Cougs' defense is different than playing against it in the game. And Penn had loads, loads of turnovers, finished with 22 turnovers. Cougs had 25 four points off turnovers advantage. It was just a game that T. Jojo played well, get some confidence. First half for Ramon Walker and Javier Francis were not good by either, as Coach Sampson said. He got on both of them at halftime. They did a better job in the second half. Most definitely, especially when um, – well, real quickly, let me bring up this comment from Joe Mendes. Larry Stafford says them boys on Kirby. He's going to say them boys on Cullen. Uh, go Cougs. But, yeah, it was a interesting night when it came to just uh, – I mean, the first half, again, how well Houston did, only eight-man deep. And going back to the comments that Kelvin Sampson was talking about, obviously he brought up Terrence Arsenal, and the, we know that his season is done with the Achilles injury. Um, we're not entirely too sure where Jawan Roberts stand, um, like we mentioned just a few minutes ago. But eight-man deep, and when you look at who they play, I mean, they, they really couldn't they couldn't play anyone else. Um, I know Ryan Elvin and Cedric Lott got minutes in the second half late, but... If they are missing <clears throat> Jawan Roberts for the foreseeable future, at least for an extended period of time, which, again, is speculation. We don't have any um, comments to, to confirm or anything. This is literally just a speculating off the postgame. But that could be something that really challenges Houston when they begin Big 12 play. Oh, no question. If, this, if Juan is out for two, three weeks, four weeks, whatever, and we're just speculating based on Coach Samson's kind of cryptic talk, and you can watch post-game on YouTube momentarily, later on, whatever. We'll have some clips. It'll make a difference. But the objective, if the rest would do Juan some good, for this team to be playing the best basketball in March, and that's the bottom line. So if everybody's as healthy as they can be in March for the tournament run, I think fans would be okay with that. Most definitely. I want to digress to the defense, which was stellar for Houston. I know you mentioned that Penn took a lot of three-point shots. They missed a lot of three-point shots. It's kind of interesting. They missed all relatively decent looks. And the first points, or at least the first basket that they made, they made some tough <laughs> contested threes. So it's just kind of a, again, kind of a, a little bit of a weird first half that it was against Penn. But to, and Calvin Santos spoke to this. He mentioned it in one of his opening remarks. That's just Give Houston credit for the intensity and really the execution they did on defense because they were sprinting out on closeouts. They were shuffling their feet. They were rotating. They were doing just about everything that the coach could have asked for. And Kelvin Sampson mentioned, like, he absolutely gave credit to them. Now, Penn helped by missing some open looks, by making, I mean, missing some decent shots. But you got to give 
credit to Houston where it's due. And they played phenomenal from an energy standpoint, which is what Kelvin Sampson shouted out after the game. And it was quite noticeable from the get-go. It was really suffocating for Penn. And it's a big reason why the Quakers turned the ball over 10 times in that first half, 13 times in that first half. Yeah, when, when the Cougs trap the guards out, out high in corners, that's that's a problem for opponents. But there was a point, first half or so, L.J. Cryer had a rotation, was the back line of defense, rotated in the middle of the paint, in the middle of the paint to get a steal, deflection. That's textbook defense rotation. You want your players to be in the right position. They trapped out high, man rolled to the hoop. L.J. beat the man to the spot, got the ball. I mean, coaches, they sh- don't know how to do some grades in the film room or watching games afterwards. Got to give L.J. a uh, star or whatever for that rotation, what he did on that play. So it's a good job by Rotations were on point. They were tight for the most part. There were some slips here and there. Sam Brown hit some threes, a couple of threes. I think the first was only two threes set Penn had in the first half for a while. Emmanuel Sharp had his hand down, hand down, man down. Sam Brown hit a three. And then at that point, Coach Samson sent Damian Dunn to the score table to come in for Emmanuel. Then Emmanuel scored a, made a three-pointer and then finished with a strong driving layup. And then Coach said, Damian, come back down, sit, sit on the bench. <laughs> so... Yeah, we're going to hear from Kelvin Sampson in a moment. But first, we'd like to thank each and every single one of you guys that's watching us. We actually have a quite a few viewers. That's probably still, I'm pretty, uh, it's cool to see the X viewers now that they've added this feature on StreamYard. We had quite a, a good amount here from X on the Potsdamer Jamma YouTube channel, obviously, or on the X channel. And obviously, of course, we have from the Potsdamer Jamma YouTube and the Houston Rombo Review YouTube channel. We encourage you guys to come up, comment. What did you guys think of the game? Who is your performance? Um, we'll get to a few comments on the other side of this break and when we hear from Kelvin Sampson. But this is Let's Freight Cooks presented by the Saxonian family, the unofficial Houston Cougars post-game show for football and men's basketball. And the original, there's a, there's a, the first. The, I was, I was going to get to that. The original, there's a lot of chatter around for Tita Center that, that it just wasn't here last season, mm-hmm. um, which is, it's both cool to see because, you know, the imitation is the best form of flattery, but there is a, there's a change of the shift. Um, and you can hear comments from one side of Fertitta Center from the other. So it's actually pretty cool um, to see in that aspect, which, like I said, wasn't necessarily the case. But, of course, we got to say thank you to the Sex in Your Family. They're the primary sponsor for not only today's episode of Let's Rage Cougs, but each and every single men's basketball post game show for the remainder of the regular season. I'm sure they'll jump at it once we get into the postseason um, with these Houston Cougars. And for this episode, we also like to say thank you to our other sponsor, and that's Star Pizza with three locations across the Houston area. Star Pizza is your go-to stop before or after the game. Be sure to stop by any other locations every Tuesday during lunchtime for an all-you-can-eat pizza buffet. Star Pizza, as always, has free delivery since 1976. With that being said, let's hear what head coach Kevin Sampson had to say after the game following Houston's 81-42 victory over Penn. Well, yeah, but, you know, it's, 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 it wasn't off. I mean, they, they missed some shots, too. So let's not get carried away with being up 18-0. and 0. The other team has to contribute. You know, they had some looks that they could have made, but that doesn't take away our effort. Our effort was outstanding. You know, we had a um, great plan. We knew exactly how we wanted to uh, guard them. Um, and our kids uh, execute. But... Um, you know, they had some, um, even we had some possessions, we guarded them better, uh, and they and they made it. 
So, you know, it's like in baseball. You throw a, a tremendous pitch and a guy hits it to the wall and the guy catches it before it goes out. Then you can throw, you know, change up right down the middle and he pops it up. So, um, no, we had some great defensive possessions, but, uh, you know, that, that team can really shoot. You know, we, we watched them beat Villanova. You know, we watched the um, uh, yeah, Kentucky game where it was a one-point game late in the second half. So, but it, there was the Brown kid, um, his father, Brett, uh, was the head coach for the Sixers at one point, and, and Brett's uh, um, back with Pop now. Um, and they got a bunch of guys. Number four is going to be a really good player. Um, then Spinoso, who does a nice job. But, you know, our, our quickness and our um, attention to detail, I thought was uh, good tonight. Coach, Joe doing his first start at career high. What do you feel about his performance playing those sort of minutes? Uh, up and down. I thought his, um, um, you know, Jojo can't guard the bounce very good yet. Uh, he's never had to do that. You know, he's, he's always played a postman. It's kind of like Jaywan. You know, Jaywan's having to defend on the perimeter. You, you don't get good at that just because you want to or you try hard. It just takes experience. Takes time. Um, he's doing a good job of keeping him kid off his left. The problem was he's shooting layups with his right. You know, he's, these guys have two hands, Jojo. <laughs> They're left handed, but you gotta slide your feet. But that'll come in time. He's, you know, come out of high school and be a great player by, before the month of December. He just going, you know, he'll, he'll do something. It's like JBR was five for five last game and most people thought he was the second coming, you know? Yeah, it's just, they're up and down. You know why? Because they're human beings. And they're, they're never going to be at the top of the mountain. You're always climbing. That's why you don't get, I don't, I don't get overly excited when they do something good and I don't react to anything when they do something bad, you know? That's part of being one of God's children. You're going you're gonna to make mistakes and you're going to do some th good things. You don't react to one or the other. I never have. Coach was resting J1, just precautionary today? Uh, I never thought whether it was precautionary or not. I just thought he needed to rest. Um, I have no idea if he could have played today or not. I didn't ask him. I just thought he needed to. The more time we can give him uh, with his injury, probably the better. Uh, I'm not very smart, but I figured that out a long time ago. David, how do you think you did today? Um, thought I was pretty solid for the most part. Um, gave up a few points on defense. You know, had a few lapses just um, on defense, but you know those happen. But I gotta clean those up a lot. Um, but for the most part, overall, I thought I could have been you know a little bit more efficient offensively. You know, probably getting the ball out quicker and taking care of it more. But um, thought I was just solid. So once again, you heard from head coach Calvin Sampson and Damian Dunn. We heard a little bit of the Calvin Sampson remarks in terms of Joanne Roberts. Not that that's not the full cryptic uh, post sentiment, um, but let's focus on Damian Dunn. I want to bring up a comment from uh, 
John or from Juan the Polk actually. She said she was encouraged by Damien's performance as the game progressed. Uh, we alluded to it earlier in the show, but Calvin Sampson went in on Damien Dunn, especially in that first half, um, talking about uh, just overall the adjustment that he's had to make obviously transferring from Temple to the University of Houston. He said he wasn't sure if he knew what a rebound was with his time at Temple. He was expected to be a scorer, and obviously that's been an adjustment period for Don here with the University of Houston Cougars program. But just to echo that sentiment from Wanda Polk, um, Damian Dunn in this game didn't necessarily shoot at the best four of 11, but he did have 11 points. He got six rebounds, which obviously, of course, that's something that's always going to be a point of emphasis for Calvin Sampson under his uh, program. And we heard from Damian Dunn there. He said, I mean, he had, it was a solid performance, especially in that second half. Um, but that's something that hopefully, and we had mentioned in the previous post-game shows where it kind of seemed like he had hit a slump a little bit. This is something where maybe it's kind of transitioning in the, the right direction for him, especially with, we don't know how long um, Roberts is going to be out. We know most definitely for sure that Terrence Arsenal is not going to be back this season. He's going to be a player that's going to be asked, especially offensively, to uh, potentially produce, especially in these Big 12 games where you would expect it to be close late and they're going to need to be able to have offense come from someone and it won't always be able to be from LJ Cryer and Jamal Shedd. Yeah, Damian, first half, he hesitated on a shot a few too many times. He finally made a three-pointer, so that was good. But Coach Sampson made a point that I think we, media and fans, kind of, we touch on it, but we don't really realize it. Damien was at Temple for four years playing for really Aaron McKee in the Temple style. So for us to expect Damien to adjust from four years playing in a Temple program that is far, far, far culture-wise different from Houston and to have him hit the ground running so quickly, I think, was a mistake by us. So it's going to take him time to adjust to the culture. And he's, he's acknowledging that his teammates are, are keeping him informed and keeping him up about that and maintaining his confidence. I think he'll be fine. He still thinks a little bit too much on the court where they're reacting. But rebounding is a must if you're going to stay on the – rebounding and defense are a must if you're going to stay on the court for Coach Kelvin Sampson. You know, he did a better job rebounding today, second half. Could cut down the turnovers, he'll be okay. Yeah, I think you could kind of tell you at least for, again from the outside perspective. We haven't been able to be at, at, at practices, but there's been uh, there was a lot more kind of hustle plays from Damien in this game. Like he hit the floor a lot in this contest against Penn uh, multiple times, which I'm sure he's had in the past, but maybe that's something where again visually we, we can see um, from the outside perspective in this game in particular. Kind of the comment that you alluded to, Chris, where you know, See, at times seem hesitant, uh, maybe a little bit unrealistic expectations in terms of the how smooth that transition will be for him going coming from Temple, like you said, where it's a it was a much different uh, culture when it comes to what uh, Houston and what Kelvin Sampson expects of not only Dunn but all his players. Um, but really, one of the things that they, that Dunn did really well, even in this game, was just being able to create. Uh, Moves off the dribble, and he, he a couple times he was able to get to the basket. And I mean, sometimes there was a couple of shots where they literally just rimmed out, um, didn't go. There was one floater where he he made a good move, didn't have the best finish, and he he missed it a little bit badly. But again, that's encouraging because he's just starting to make more moves. Where again, 
I think once he can find a groove, that's something where, and going back to the first two games of the regular season earlier this year, he had good offensive performances. So now you're, you're kind of like, oh, yeah, we saw him do this against us again uh, with Temple last season. Of course, he's going to come in here and do the same thing. And it's not that easy because they expect so many more things, rebounding being one of them, the defense being one of them, that really it, it's a it's a process. And quite frankly, because of how much it asked and the high expectations, it takes a toll, not only a physical toll, but even a mental toll as well. And like you alluded to, that's something that um, Dunn has been helped not only by the coaches here, but also the players and kind of keeping them even keel and then letting them know that hey it's all it's it's all part of the process it's kind of like um there there's a light at the end of the tunnel for for lack of a better phrase in terms of everything that's being asked and one thing juan roberts said in a previous post game coach samson is hard on his players and if you're new to a system it might have taken damien a while to get used to the tough love from coach kelvin samson so he might have you know, it's not personal, but if you're not used to it, you know, you could be a player, especially you coming into the program. Man, coach doesn't like me at all, man. Coach is just, I mean, why is he on me so hard? Man, my goodness, I just, I'm trying my best. Doesn't coach see it? And then the players got to tell him, yo, man, this is what's best for you. Coach sees what you can do and provide for this team. He's pushing you to be great for us. Just keep pushing forward. So it's taking him a while, a little bit longer than maybe we thought, but the season it's not time for conference play, and he still has time to make an impact positively for the team the rest of the season. And it's all about perspective when you look at it in the grand scheme of things. They still have most of their season left to play when it comes to conference play. And then obviously, of course, with Houston here, they're going to be expected to play not only in the Big 12 tournament, but also come March in the NCAA tournament time. That's what Houston they're building up to. And again, kind of for the several years, Kelvin Sampson always has always working their way up. They're always looking to progress i want to transition over um perfect segue that michael jones just brought up but he said it was a great seeing tugler play the entire game without a dumb father as he has committed in the past he's really developing as michael jones on youtube writes jojo tugler like we mentioned at the top of the show he got his first collegiate start had a uh, had a nice game at least when you look at the box score wise 13 points seven rebounds in 21 minutes when Kelvin Sampson was asked about him post game, and specifically when it comes to his offense, again, kind of going back to that development that the University of Houston men's basketball team prides itself on, he mentioned how just even a few months ago, like he had no game, or he didn't know about his game in reference to JoJo Tugler. And over the course of the last few months, he's been able to be developed into having a hook shot that, I mean, he not only in this game, but over the course of the past few games, he's shown off, but that's something where he had a chance to have, I mean, really not even a chance. He was asked to have to step up, and he did solid for this being, as a freshman, his first ever collegiate start. Jojo played the first half of no fouls, I believe. That's got to be the first time he's done it all season. He finished with three, <laughs> but to go ahead and no fouls. be the first time his whole career. You know, because what is it, after one a game, Okay, doing a press conference, Coach Sampson says JoJo fouls. <laughs> he does one thing, yeah. JoJo fouls. Well, he didn't in the first half tonight, so he's getting better. His offensive game to be a freshman, 18 years old, is ahead of other Cougar big men in recent years. But JoJo's better days are still ahead of him this season and future seasons, so that is a definite positive. 
you continue to put in the work. Got that move to get into the paint with that, that right-hand jump hook. That started adding other things to the to his game, to his bag, and then become a better free throw shooter. Sky's limit for him. Yeah, you're right, Chris. First half, zero personal fouls for JoJo Tugler. Uh, he had nine points. He had four rebounds in 11 minutes. So that that we're not even know if he'll be able to do that for the rest of the season. But he had a really strong performance in his uh, first collegiate start in that first half. Um, certainly a big, big progress for JoJo Tugler. And like you mentioned, that's really, really reiterated the message that Kelvin Sanders said post game where his best basketball is ahead of him. Just a freshman, like you mentioned, so 18 years of, of age and what has already been showcased even early on in the season, his athleticism. And they're just going to continue to develop him and develop him. And by the time this time next season, I'm sure he's going to look much more of a fluid player. And just imagine him two years from now, three years from now something again we're kind of harping on the the kelvin samson message but they really pride themselves on that development and kind of a coincidence or a good note to mention that fabian white was in the building mm-hmm. here for this game against penn and he's a great example of kind of the trajectory where um you know jojo duckler tugler could kind of follow that path and Based on Kelvin's comments post game in this um, in his presser after Penn, he's already ahead of where Fabian was as a freshman. So they're very excited on the sky for Mister Tugler. And I think he is going to be a beast, but it makes you wonder how long he'll be in college. He'll be here for yeah. one, I think one more year, and then next season, who knows? After that, whether that's, that's the a, right move or not, you know. But this putting it out there great problem to have it's a great problem yep. to have <laughs> but real quickly i'd like to remind everybody that they are watching let's rage Cruise presented by the saxonian family the uh unofficial and original post game show for houston cougars men's basketball and football we're coming off the heels like we mentioned of houston's final non-conference game a victory 81 42 victory over penn it's a Finish the non-conference mark at 13-0. Up next is Big 12 play. We'll get to that in a little bit. But first, we'll hear what Kelvin Sampson... Uh, we'll hear more comments from Kelvin Sampson. We'll hear a little bit more from Damian Dunn on this side. What are you saying? Um, you know, it's um, just been a steady improvement. You know, just learning every day. Um, taking my, my lessons for what they are, you know. Um, you know, coach never says you win or lose. You know, you see either you're gaining wisdom or or you're learning. You know, and I think that's kind of what I'm going through now. You know, just um, taking something from each day, but also leaning on my teammates to kind of help me grow through the process as well. So, you know, they've been doing a good job of just helping me grow through it, and um, you know, I've been embracing it, embracing my role, and just trying to get better every day. What does the uh... What does 13 and 0 mean to this team going perfect in non-conference? Probably nothing. Um, you know, uh, and I mean this sincerely. I, I they, they probably take their cue from me. I, I don't overreact to wins and losses. Yeah, you know, I, I just never have. Um, you know, I've lost a ton of games. I've never ever worried about losing a game. I've been disappointed a lot we lost, but that's probably the extent of it. Um, because we have another game to play. You know, I don't spend all my time looking in the rearview mirror. You know, some of you guys' jobs is to talk about a loss for days. I talk about it when the game's over and before the next practice, and I'm ready for the next one. I don't spend any time 
worrying about it. And I've got a lot of experience in losing games. I've lost a lot of games. But uh, as you get older, you realize it's, it's over. Move, move on. You know, I don't. I'm not going to sit here and and uh, cut it up and uh, uh, overanalyze it or diagram it or 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 Benny Hanna. Uh, Benny Hanna and just start chopping it to death. It's a loss. It's one game. You know, you wait, you know we're going to lose some games. Wait till we lose the game, how people will react. That's just, but that's how people are. Thank God they're not the coach. Thank God I'm the coach because I know how to handle a loss. You know, um, I think Kansas won the Big 12 last year and they lost five times. You know, that may not finish first this year. There's so many good teams in the league. You're going to lose five, six, seven games and as long as you keep your team um, prepared, get ready for the next one, um, and have good kids. Good kids handle adversity really good, and we've really uh, zeroed in on our recruiting um, with evaluation. We don't really recruit in the pure sense of it. We evaluate. Now, some of you guys get to know our kids, and you realize how good of kids we are. Well, we knew that. We knew that the first time we met them which is probably years and years before you ever met him, you know, uh, like Ramon. Um, uh, and we're going over to Shadow Creek, Campbell Center, uh, watching Ramon, Damien. We uh, interrogated the people in Damien's life uh, at Temple, um, whether it was Coach McKee, some of the assistant coaches, people at the university. We, Because we can't allow anybody to come in here and mess with our culture. And there is nobody bigger uh, than this program. So um, it's really important for a coach at this level to recruit a kid that you can lose with. You got to be able to lose with these guys because you will. You know, 1976 was the last time a team went undefeated. And it probably will never happen again. Um, but uh, you're going to have nights you don't play poor against a good team, you'll lose. You know. We've beaten a lot of teams that are probably just as good as we are. They just played poorly that night, so they lost. And we played, we've had a lot of games where we probably should have lost, and we've just played good enough to win. Um, but, um, you know, I'll go, I'll go to the mat for uh, uh, these kids. I have great kids. That's, that's a blessing. Once again, that was Houston Careers head coach Kelvin Sampson. That last statement right there, I think that's where you kind of, to me, that just shows where, again, from an outside perspective, but there's a lot of that comment right there. I think that's where you get a lot of the buy-in from the players because they definitely know that for however hard Kelvin Sampson might be on them in practices and during games, I don't think a single one of them questions how he does have their back and he's willing to go through the fires, the trials and tribulations with them. I think that's a very underrated aspect in terms of how successful really the success and how dominant the, or how strong really the culture has been because they are fully invested in his message and that allows Kelvin Sampson to be able to coach his players hard. And, you know, coach has said it to us throughout these 10 years. It's a family. It's not just Lauren and Kellen, part of the, the staff. You know, as Coach Kelvin Sampson has said to us, and he probably will say it during this season, you know, these kids are his life. He, he doesn't have to be their lives, but he, these kids are his And he spends time because, as he says numerous times, has said numerous times, the parents are trusting him to take care of their kid. 
their son to help them become better men as well as better basketball players. And he takes that role very seriously. So it is tough love, but he will go to the mat, as he said, for his kids all the time. But it is important to have players who hate to lose, but understand that you cannot win every game. Don't accept the, don't let losing become a habit, but you understand that you will not win every game. And there will be some games that you could play, shoot lights out, play great, get a, a bad break here, tough call here, whatever, and still lose. And accept it, move, move on, put it behind you, on to the next. And that's part of the process, part of the Houston Cougar culture for men's basketball. Yeah, not to be uh, the Debbie Downer or anything, but that those tough games are coming when it comes to Big oh, yeah. 12 conference play. And there, there might be a stretch here and there where, again, it's it's going to be a, it's very interesting. It's exciting time because, of course, not to, to lose sight, like this is the first ever Big 12 conference late day Houston, this men's basketball team that they have a proven track record of not only the, the success, sustained success that they were able to have in the American Athletic Conference, but the national success when it comes to uh, deep runs. I mean, they've the 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 worst quote unquote and I say that in quotes for a reason that they've done in the NCAA tournament for the past what four four years now going back to 2019 I guess five seasons um is a sweet 16 run like that's the worst that they've had they've had a final four run they've had um elite eight runs they've had obviously of course last season they had a sweet 16 run so they've been able to achieve that high level success, but obviously it does come with adversity. It's not going to be as it's going to be a much different road than it has been in years past in the American Athletic Conference. And we'll put that there. Let's transition over back to this game specifically as we kind of wrap things up. Houston and Penn, one of the players that we haven't really mentioned, but again, he's just become Mr. Consistency with a stat line. He got to 12 points again, and that's Emmanuel Sharp, 5 for 10, 2 for 5 on his three-point shots. Um, had four rebounds. Actually had three personal fouls as well, but he had a big boy layup. Yeah, in the game where we both looked at each other, the moment, weight room the moment he did yeah. it, the moment he did it, and again, that's to uh, kind of show the progress that he's made because he wasn't making those plays uh, sharp was a season ago, and and again, that should, to me that visually shows how much confident he is in his body and and being able to put the ball in on the floor, make a play. I mean, he sought out contact on that drive to the hoop. He he made the contact. You know, you could have called him a push off. Finished through the contact, made the layup, and you and I looked at each other like, "Wow!" <laughs> but that's part of the the work from uh, strength coach Alan Bishop. Salute to Emmanuel Sharp putting in the work because Emmanuel Sharp, you know, his body fat percentage was much higher when he arrived on campus than it is now. And you talked to him when he was still in high school. You, I think you and Dan interviewed him, and he talked yeah. about he was coming off injuries, so he's come a long way, and. Prior to his injury, Emmanuel Sharp was one of a top 100 recruit in the country. And then when he got injured, people forgot about him, except for Houston. Part of the evaluation the Cougs do. And now they developed him. His game is continuing to develop outside, inside, putting the ball on the floor, getting to the rim, and finishing through contact. It's good to see. Well, we mentioned with uh, JoJo Taylor about how long he might be in the program. Manuel Sharp could potentially be another one of those names where 
depending on how well good of a season, maybe maybe just one more year. We shall see. But he continues to showcase what he did tonight. And again, I think the biggest thing with him, at least from from my from in my opinion, is just the consistency because night in and night out, like at minimum, he's getting to twelve. And then he's had nights like he did a couple of games ago when he got up and he heated up and he got up to twenty plus points. So. He has a chance to be a really good player, not only in college, but potentially at the next level as well. And he's a floor spacer. If he's on the floor, you, you got to – teams have to be out to him beyond the three-point line. So that's, that's good. Opens up drives for J- Jamal and LJ. So it's just good to see his game continue to expand. It's definitely big props to Speedy Wolfbear, who he's saying Houston Cougars basketball are doing great things and just the defense and then bigs in Houston are awesome. He's from outside San Antonio, Texas. So um, I imagine he's joining us from around the San Antonio area. So welcome in, Speedy. Good to have you on the show here. Let's Rage Cougs. Um, not to steal your catchphrase, Chris, for the Houston Round Ball Review, but we always like to have as many people join in from all over the country, quite frankly, all over the world. There's a UH fan from Germany that pops in every mm-hmm. now and then as well. Ramon Walker, we was in the post-game uh, press conference. Uh, Calvin Sampson was asked about him. He said that Ramon Walker did not have a really good first half, um, not only himself, but a couple of other players lit into them, and that Turn around the second half, they had a much better performance, specifically when it comes to Ramon Walker. You asked him about how his role changes with the injury to Terrence Arsenault. And, you know, the answer he gave is, I mean, what you would expect from a Kelvin Sampson player. He says he he wants to do the dirty work. Like, he prides himself on getting those rebounds, on playing good defense. He doesn't necessarily care whether he scores or not. Yeah, Ramon said his role probably doesn't change. I mean, from a rebounding defensive standpoint, it probably won't change. He may have to score at some point this season a little bit more, but he was crashing all, fine all over the court like he does, getting rebounds, uh, throwing his body all over the floor, uh, just making hustle plays, and he's happy in his role. He says he's willing to do whatever. He's good to do whatever coach wants him to do. If that means crash a board, defend, rebound, he's happy to do it. One of the other things as we uh, kind of wind things down, Jamal Shedd, again, kind of under the radar in this game, but he did tally up 14 points, had four assists, three steals, and only one turnover. He is, again, not to kind of keep reusing the word, but he might be necessarily asked again, depending on what the status is of Jawan Roberts going forward, but he might be asked to not necessarily score more, but just responsibilities in terms of being able to play, make, and create for others during conference play might have to start to see a lot more uh, responsibilities on the court with Sayu. Agreed. He might have to do that. You know, the team only had seven turnovers today. They forced 22. Jamal can do it. He's capable of scoring more if need be. Let's talk about it. Next Saturday, West Virginia, they got um, Raekwon Battle back for transfer portal eligible. In three games, he's averaging 30 points a game. He scored 24 <laughs> points today against Ohio State in an overtime loss, but he's getting buckets for them. So he he's going to be the Cougs' number one option to stop or contain defensively. And then we'll see how West Virginia handles Houston's rotations, defensive pressure, traps, et cetera. But, of course, I'm also excited about 
Red Panda performing at halftime next Saturday of the Cougs game. <laughs> you said that's the Big 12. That's the Big 12 get, the Big 12 halftime act. It's a step up now when it comes to the halftime entertainment that they're going to be providing here at the Fertitta Center. Hopefully, I'm excited to see what the crowd is for that game. It's going to be a Saturday. I believe it's going to be a 1 p.m. tip-off, the inaugural Big 12 conference opener when it comes to the Houston Cougars men's basketball team and uh, kind of interesting that when you think of football you think of I believe it was volleyball and obviously of course men's basketball here in this upcoming week they all open up their conference slates with uh, or they don't West open but West Virginia they tended yeah. to be the first victories for those two programs well men's basketball team opens up for West Virginia so it'll be interesting to note um, on the topic of conference play it's going to be uh, a gauntlet we just know what's coming um, there's going to be a lot of adversity that's still going to be really faced with this team that uh, depending on who you say depending on who you ask because of course we talk about the quad one wins that Houston is wolf right behind uh, Purdue when it comes to the most quad one wins this season but outside of Xavier and uh, Texas A&M, haven't necessarily had a close Utah. game when it comes to needing to execute. Oh, Utah as right. well. Um, that was mm, that was a little bit more of a handed. It, it was tough down the stretch, but they didn't have to necessarily execute down the stretch when it comes to you know, late game execution. That's coming in Big 12 Conference play. And whether the team's in terms of health or not, it's going to be interesting to see how they perform because obviously, of course, it's a gauntlet that kind of prepares them for obviously the Big 12 tournament, but obviously we all know the big tournament that's coming in March, the NCAA tournament. And from an outside perspective, from a fan perspective, it's going to be really interesting to see how Houston does against uh, the top of the top night in and night out, which hasn't been the case for the past few years. Big 12 is, is better than the American. We all know that. We're going to see it firsthand starting next Saturday. It's like the haters out there saying, oh, the Cougs, who they played. Well, they got four quad one wins, tied for second most in the country. And they'll have plenty of opportunities to get quad one, quad two wins in Big 12 play. I'm curious to see if they'll learn more about Jawan Roberts, excuse me, Jawan Roberts' injury status and Coach Kent, uh, Sam's upcoming press conference this week. And then we'll see if he's going to play uh, next Saturday against West Virginia or sit out the game. And uh, it's kind of interesting for Houston. They get much needed rest. Like I said, they'll be off from now until next Saturday when they open conference play against those Mountaineers. Speaking of Big 12 play, I, I got a chance to see Kansas uh, play a little bit against Wichita State. And my goodness, Kansas, that, that's a problem for later down the road. But sheesh, when you say that the Big 12, night and day difference when it comes to the American Athletic Conference, Um Obviously, Wichita State, especially this season, I think they're going to be one of the, 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 the top half of the American Athletic Conference. But boy, they did not look like they were on par with Kansas in that game. So again, an eye opener of what's to come for Houston real quickly before we wrap things up. Again, a reminder for those of you guys joining, first and foremost, thank you guys for taking the time out of your Saturdays here to join us on Let's Rage Cooks presented by the Saxonian family, Let's Rage Cooks the unofficial and original post-game show for Houston Cougars football and men's basketball. And of course, we also like to say thank you to our secondary sponsor for today's episode, which is Star Pizza with three locations across the Houston area. Star Pizza is your go-to stop before or after the game. Be sure to stop by any of the locations every Tuesday during lunchtime for an all-you-can-eat pizza buffet. 
Star Pizza, as always, has three deliveries, has free deliveries since 1976. On that note, Chris, I'll toss it over to you. Any final takeaways either of this game against Penn, non-conference schedule overall? We saw in that clip where Calvin Sampson would ask, was asked what 13-0 means to him in non-conference, and he says, you know, nothing pretty much. <laughs> but any final takeaways from either this game, non-conference later upcoming when it comes to West Virginia? This is, I think, excuse me, the second time Houston's gone 13-0. and The 18-19 team did it as well. I just want to thank the fans who come up to us and recognize us mm-hmm. and give us our kudos for the work we do and watching the shows and they enjoy the podcast. And we appreciate the support. Continue supporting us, watching the show, spread the word about Less Rate Cougs. We appreciate it. Yeah, kind of perfect, <laughs> perfect timing, Gary. Nail from X, X.com. We do have those X comments. Feel free to comment on the yep. show because mm-hmm. we can bring you guys up now on X, um, which wasn't always the case. But he says, thank us for the perspective. And yeah, I 100% reiterate your message, Chris. It's still awesome, obviously. This is a rare opportunity. I think this is the first regular season game that I've been to this season. But it's still awesome where people come up and even though it's been so long or haven't been obviously at a show they still remember they still recognize and then obviously of course the tweet you shared yesterday from toyota center now you get yep. recognized all over the city of houston not just at u of h games which is really awesome and quite frankly uh, it's a testament to the hard work that we've all put in and it's just amazing to see that there is that um there's just that acknowledgement it's always awesome it's always amazing to say we can never say thank you enough agreed and, and uh, stick with us throughout big 12 play because we'll be doing post games throughout the season rest of the season go kooks yes sir that's each and every single basketball game once again the final from inside the fertita center a uh final score of 81 to 42 in favor of the number third ranked team in the country and that is the houston Cougars. The uh, Cougars finished, like we mentioned, 13 0 non conference play. Their next upcoming matchup will be a week from today as they open Big 12 play against West Virginia, January 6th. It's going to be a new year. It's 2024. Hard to believe already that this year has come and gone. And it was a very jam packed year with so many things that happened from the first to the last day, which is still tomorrow. So, happy New Year's to each and every single one of you guys that are watching us either on YouTube or on X. Happy New Year's to you as well. Well, Chris, once again, the final score here, Houston wins 81-42, and that's pretty much going to do it for today's episode. Thanks each and every single one of you guys. Thank you to the Sex Indian family. Thank you to Star Pizza, and we will see you guys a week from today following Houston's inaugural Big 12 opener against the West Virginia Mountaineers. Houston will be looking to improve to 14-0, while West Virginia will be looking to spoil that undefeated streak and start conference play out on top. That being said, Chris, where can people find you on the social webs? Follow me on social media, a Houston Round Bar View on Thread, Spoutable, Instagram, TikTok. Thank you again for the kind words and the support. And Andy and I have merch. You can go to the link to website there, Houston Round Bar View, to get the merch, hoodies, and mugs, and all that great stuff as well. As Andy will tell you about Paw Cinema Gemma merch also. And, and you got to close it out. Uh, with Neon's closing, so you got it. 
Uh, I got a, a big shoot to fill, but first and foremost, I got to, um, of course, got to plug out the merch. H Town, let's read. We do have um, merch that you guys can find in. Uh, actually, I'll post a link in the description of this um, show of this link here on YouTube, um, wherever you get. Um, Let's Rage Cougs, obviously here for those of you guys that are joining us on the Pod Simon Jamma YouTube channel. Thank each and every single one of you guys, whether it be on the Houston Raw Bar Review YouTube channel, if you're watching us on next, or you're checking us out audio only in whichever respective platforms you do. We can never say thank you enough for the support. You guys can follow me on X at Aonis underscore five. Like I mentioned, once again, next time we will be joining you guys. It will be uh, the rearview mirror when it comes to Big 12 Conference play. So exciting times. Stick with us as always. Go cool.